What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on YouTube at March 4th Pod. My website is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Baum and Podcast. I hope that everybody is doing well out there. I hope your summer's going well. I hope that you have the opportunity to get out to some awesome shows, whether they're local, whether they're national. Check out these tours. Go support your favorite artists. Buy their merch. Get the albums. Do it all, man. Like uh, It's so cool to see music alive and well after you know a crazy couple of years with the pandemic. Uh, I myself got a chance to go home last weekend as of recording this episode. I got a chance to go home in early July after the 4th of July and see some friends and family. And even though it was kind of a weird visit because my grandma ended up in the hospital, um, it was still cool to see, you know, people that I hadn't seen in a minute. And the bumper music that you hear on this episode, I know I've said it before, but I'm I'm always going to give these guys their shine because I love them. But my buddies in Tropic Bombs, they are the bumper music that you hear at the beginning of every episode. And the, the music that's at the beginning and the end of the interview is Tropic Bombs. It's a song called Block the Sun. But those guys did a show for the first time, I think, in four years, and they played it at a really cool venue called Frankie's Inner City on the east side of Toledo, Ohio, my hometown, and it's uh, it's got a lot of cool music history. There's a lot of awesome bands that have played there over the years, and uh, it, it shut down for a little while. I, I think it even closed pre-pandemic, and uh, shout out to Brock Curry, who's been a big music guy in the Northwest Ohio area for a long time. I believe he's the one who bought it and reopened it. And it was really cool, man. They sold it out. It was a packed house. It was very similar to how I remembered it in terms of the way it looked on the inside, but it sounded great. Um, And Tropic Bombs, uh, Circadian, the Ice Cream Militia, forgive me for for the guys who are listening to this. I can't remember the name of the, the very first band that played. I think I caught the tail end of their set by the time I got there, but it was a it was a great show, man, and it was so awesome to see my buddy Ryan. Uh, he and his wife had had a, had a tough week with the loss of a, of a really close friend, and uh, during their song, Light the Way, uh, it was a really emotional uh, performance with, with everybody with their phones in the air, singing the, singing the chorus back. I mean, it was uh, Ryan got in the crowd. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was really cool to be, to be a part of that, and I got a chance to see the show with my buddy Andy. Shout out Andy, one of the... the first people actually no not one of the first the first guy who really helped uh, inspire me to keep playing guitar I was so dejected when I got my guitar back when I was 19 years old I was terrible you know you think you're gonna get your first guitar and just bust out eruption from Van Halen and uh, I was terrible and I almost thought about taking it back and he was like dude just stick with it keep it going and uh, we've we've been you know good buddies since we were 14 years old we met when we were freshmen in high school and we're 35 now so uh, we've we've known each other longer than the age we were when we met, which is tripped out. But he's 
got one of the best ears that I know in terms of just his ear for music. He plays the drums, he sings, plays guitar. So anyway, he met me at the show last weekend, and it was a great, great uh, thing to be able to catch up with him as well. And it was kind of funny. We're, we're both conscious of of us getting older and not being spring chickens anymore because we were standing on the floor for the show. Frankie's is an, uh, uh, an intimate venue. And uh, at the end of the show, when the floor started to clear, we were both like stretching out our legs and our knees and stuff for a little bit. And actually my calves hurt for uh, another day after that. But, uh, but man, it was worth it. I, and again, I say all that to say, like, go support these bands. Um, Circadian, uh, and, uh, the ice cream militia both had, you know, merch and, and, uh, I picked up a couple of shirts. Um, I, I have Tropic Bombs gear and, uh, it was a great chance to get a chance to, to meet one of the guys from Circadian and, and get a chance to shake the hands of one of the dudes from the ice cream militia. So check those bands out. You can find them on Spotify and I'm pretty sure all the major, uh, streaming services and definitely check out, uh, Tropic Bombs. But yeah, man, I just wanted to say that in the intro, you know, it was, um, it's been a weird couple of years for all of us. Um, you guys who have listened to this show uh, know that it's been a weird couple of years for me too. Um, but but this show has been awesome, and it's been awesome to see the love and the support. So when I say thank you to all of you who take the time to listen to it, especially if you're a first time listener, like I said, welcome aboard the pirate ship. You know everybody who takes the time to tell their friends about the show, who takes the time to like and subscribe, and you know share on social media, like all those things go a long way in helping these conversations get out to more people. But, um, but yeah, man, I wanted to share that experience of how awesome it was to just stay connected to, uh, the music, man, you know, um, Ryan, the lead singer of Tropic Bombs, we've known each other since 2011. We met through me covering his band when I used to work for Toledo Free Press and that friendship has continued on. So, uh, I thought it was a cool story to share at the jump of this show to just say, Hey man, get out, and support these artists, buy their merch, buy their records. It's so cool to see vinyl is is you know something that the younger generations want. Uh, after a, you know years where you know CDs and everything were dominating, now CDs are basically obsolete, and vinyls making a huge comeback, which is really cool to see. Like I said, the younger generations uh, picking up the vinyl records. So yeah, man, be cool to each other. Like I always say, keep the faith and be kind to one another, but support support these artists, especially if they're playing live. And speaking of supporting artists, live shows, people who have irons in the fire and uh, are cooking in the kitchen, man, this week's episode is a great up-and-coming artist who is a great guitarist in his own right, and he needs to give him more, uh, himself more credit as a vocalist because he's got a great voice too. But this week's guest is none other than Keeper, who is a London-based artist he's an alternative artist so if you like alternative music pop punk pop electronic if you like 808s uh i mean this this dude has has blended all those elements into his solo stuff and uh we'll we'll get into it in the conversation i don't want to give too much away at the jump but keeper's an interesting cat uh his first name is emmanuel so i reference him as emmanuel a lot during this conversation but um he played guitar in a band called jack the envious and uh, then things just kind of got weird with the pandemic and whatnot and being in isolation. And uh, as you guys will hear in this conversation, like, you know, he grew up with music. His dad used to listen to NWA and De La Soul. Uh, music was in his family. But, um, you know, he, he's a guy who has been playing guitar a long time. He's a great guitarist in his own right. But like I said, he's also a great vocalist. He, he uh, has a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. There's even humor in the, in the music videos that he puts out. But... 
when the Jack the Envious stuff kind of went away with the pandemic and, and COVID and, and all of that that was going on, you know, Keeper was like, yo, I want to, I want to, you know, keep making music and do my thing here. And over the last couple of years, he's, he's cranked out a lot of singles. Some of my favorites are Frog, Come Around, Blue Eyes, Here We Go. And in Here We Go, it's really cool because there's some hardcore type vocals that, that are in that song. And again, the music videos are really dope as well. They're all very creative. And you see his sense of humor in uh, numerous music videos too. They're not all like that, but there's, there's uh, a great comedic element to that as well. And he's just having fun. Like I said, he's an alternative artist who's having fun making the music that he wants to make. And uh, again, I really, I really love the way that he's blending the genres. I think alternative is the best way you could describe his music because like I said, there are elements of pop and pop punk, rock, hardcore, you know, 808s, it's all in there. And at the time that we recorded this interview, you guys are hearing it in mid-July, but we actually recorded it towards the end of May. So at the time, uh, the latest single that he had released on May 18th, my mom's birthday, shout out mom, I love you, was Come Around, uh, which is a fun music video that they put together for that as well. And we talk about that. Um, and as of this episode coming out, his latest single, which is doing really well out the, out the gate, it came out July 5th. It's called I Don't Even Know Myself, featuring TM Distant. They had a sold-out show together on June 1st. And we talk about, about that show, um, which, like I just said, ended up selling out. So it was, uh, it was really cool to catch up with Keeper and just learn more about his story, where he, where he came from as far as his, his musical tastes, and, um, you know, just pivoting, you know, during the pandemic, like so many people, man. Um, uh, like I said, if you go back and listen to the Jack, the envious stuff, I mean, he is, he is a heck of a guitar player. And the fact that he, he was just like, yo, if this is going away, I got to do something. I got to keep making music. I love doing this kind of like me with this podcast. You know, I put it down for a little bit and then I was like, yo, I, I, I got to do it. I have this itch that I have to scratch and to see him pivot and do what he's doing with keeper over the, the last couple of years. Uh, it's really cool. Um, Come Around, I believe, is the first single off of his forthcoming EP, which is going to be called The Greatest Hits He Lied. And uh, I'm just really excited for what this dude has in store. And it was a, it was a you know great conversation, uh, getting a chance to, to learn more about him and what he's doing. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Keeper. Here it is. <laughs> Yeah, the, the creepy robot lady, man, that lets you know it's 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 officially starting. Well, Manuel, I uh, I appreciate the time, man. Like I said, I know I rant a little bit in the beginning of these things, but I like to let people know a little bit about my background. But uh, I, I'm genuinely excited for you and what you got going in store for uh, 2023, dude. Uh, listening to come around and watching the music video and and kind of going back through your catalog, man. There's a lot of humor in what you do, but there's also a lot of cool different you know, genre blending, I feel like you do with like some emo, some 808s in addition to the pop punk uh, theme of what you're doing, man. So thank you so much for taking the time, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Honestly. You're welcome, man. Well, one place I wanted to start with you, dude, is just um, a place I like to start with a lot of people, uh, even though I was doing my research on you before I got rolling here. But um, 
when did the music bug bite you? I read when you were a kid, your dad used to listen to like NWA and De La Soul when you'd be in the car and stuff. But uh, was music yeah, something yeah. household, um, people in the family musical, or is it something that you just gravitated to? To be honest with you, it's the whole family, um, including my dad, but he cannot sing in tune or in time. But he he still, he gives it his all. He, he tries, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Um, but the whole family, like, oh, mate, my foot... Well, my favorite, completely embarrassing to say, I ain't saying this on any like interview. Okay, I'm going with it. But like my favorite artist for like the longest time, Britney Spears, mate. Britney Spears. Yeah. Holy she... man, you're old. Britney Spears. That was where I was at. <laughs> to be honest with you. I got a Rage Against Machine thing there. And that's true. But Britney Spears, that's, that's, that's where it was at originally. <laughs> He's still a star, man. <sighs> He's everywhere. I remember. Um was like oops i did it again that was like peak tr all that stuff my sister and i used to watch trl every day coming home from school man and it was like britney spears christina aguilera and i'm like a metalhead so then when corn are you cool yeah i started to like get on the the trl charts i was like yeah they're knocking off the pop stars but uh no man like you know pop pop music um I mean, that's, I mean, that's still to this day, that's, that's the one I would say that has the biggest reach. I mean, definitely over here. It's the hooks. It's, the hooks. it's, yeah. it's, oops, I did it. It's a, that's a hook. That's, and don't get me wrong. Metals, you got hooks. You got loads of hooks. I'm re- going to reference Beartooth. Beartooth, Caleb Shomo, he is writing hooks every day, night and center, but you don't, but it's like not as common. Like, like Lorna Shaw. I love Lorna Shaw. But it doesn't appeal to a mass audience because, like, the gut was there, you know. But Britney Spears, the moment if you hear something that's you're gonna hum constantly, you you you've won. It's GG. It's game over. You've you've nailed the whole world. So when did the door open to pop punk? Because Blink was also. Ooh. I mean, they were they were. I mean, they're still huge. But I remember Enema of the State coming out around that same time that Britney started popping off too, and they were everywhere as well. Uh, to be honest with you. It, it was Britney Spears for a while. <laughs> it was Britney Spears for a while. <laughs> um, I think when when you start getting conscious, like I feel like when you when you're young, you're not really a person. You're just going through the motions. You're like, yeah, I'll play tag. Yeah, sure. You know, oh, car, tractor. You know, and you're not really. You don't really have a person. You have a personality, but it's not there. And then all of a sudden, you start going, yeah, my favorite color is green. Yeah, now nah, those other colors, now nah, it's green. When you hit that point was when I started listening to the music my parents were putting on and consciously enjoying it, I think. So Rage Against the Machine, my parents bought me a CD player, eighth birthday, somewhere, probably phone in the bin, to be honest with you. It was trash. Uh, <laughs> and like Red Hot, they gave me all their old CDs, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Rage Against the Machine, uh, 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 we they bought us busted because we were singing busted in the car. Now busted is where the pop punk side thing started happening. They're huge in the UK. I don't think they're existent in the states, are they? I'm not familiar with them. No. Ah, no. so Jonas Brothers covered a lot of their songs for the states. So busted's were write songs, and they were the equivalent of the Jonas Brothers. So early Jonas Brothers stuff, part like thousand written by busted. And then Jonas Brothers did it, their rendition of it. So if you check out highly, re- if you're feeling like that retro sort of Jonas Brothers era, it recommends um, Busted. But funnily enough, Busted, man, 
Um, he went on to form Fightstar, a post-hardcore prog band, which is completely, you know, somebody that is basically equivalent of a Jonas brother going into post-hardcore and prog. It, it was mad. That that that's sort of what got me into sort of like st- stuff heavier, was because it was an idol, you know, a teenage, sixteen-year-old boy band suddenly going into um, drop C. You know, I was like, Ooh, drop C. <laughs> That's yeah. sort of what got me there. But it was busted what got me into pop punk. I'm going to ramble. I'm sorry, mate. It's just brains just going all over the place. <laughs> That's why I love doing these, man. I like I like long form conversations, man. And I, I rant all the time. But uh, no, I definitely can see how like the, the edgy stuff starts starts to grab you, especially around that age. Like yeah. I remember my, when my parents got divorced, I was 11. And I remember hearing like Creed, my own prison the first time. But uh. then Biscuit. You know, corn. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, yeah. You know, music video, and so I, I have Seven Dust and Waffle. Like I, I got really into like the rhythmic groove type of stuff. Mm. Uh, I kind of progressively went heavier, but I've to this day I still listen to a little bit of everything. Like I love Prince. I love Eight. Oh, Prince. Yeah. Like Talking Heads and Sting and the Police oh. and all that stuff too. So I'm bangers, kinda... bangers for days. Every single person, they're banger. Yeah. Banger. Yeah. But uh, what about the guitar too, man? Like, I mean, where, where, what, what led you to playing that instrument? Was that also bastards, or was it just like because I, I feel like people, people gravitate to a particular instrument, and sometimes it's a song that gets them there. Sometimes it's a band that gets them there. Sometimes it's seeing somebody like Slash and going, "I want to do that." Like, when did the guitar come into play? So, um, I originally started with keyboard or piano. Apparently, I had perfect pitch growing up. That's that's long existent. That's that's gone. Uh, um, but apparently, started so I played piano, and then my teacher was like, "You know what? I'm going to Australia. Can't blame him now." But at the time, I was devastated because that was my only musical outlet. Like, fair play, man's going to Australia. Go for it. Like, <laughs> get out. Uh, so he went Australia, and for a time, I wasn't doing any music at all, and I was just busted. For instance. And they just, you know, then I was doing air guitar. I didn't know this other hand had to move. I thought it was all this one. I thought this one was just holding it. So I'm doing air guitar like that. My parents was like, you know what? We'll get you a guitar for your birthday. And they got me a guitar. And I tell you what, I did not practice it at all. I did not practice it at all. Um, Like, mate, I wasn't doing anything. It, it, It felt like it was homework, which is weird because most people probably who do music don't say that. Um, They feel, oh, yeah, it. I was drawn to it. Like the moment it grabbed me now, nah, man, I wanted to play Lego star Wars on the PS2. That's how I wanted to spend my time. <laughs> so, um, so it, I was still practicing as well because it kept my parents happy. It kept me happy. And I was enjoying going to this little rock school thing after school and um, playing in bands. All the bands were crap. I'm perfectly on it. They were rubbish, isn't it? Um, but then I saw, a Paramore documentary and time 14 you're sort of understanding you have emotions like these things are are, are things they're real um and I saw a Paramore documentary and they weren't treating it as work like I, they weren't playing guitar like I like I had to play, work play guitar and do homework they were traveling with their mates around the world 
Um, they're in, obviously Nashville guys, aren't they? Um, but they were traveling with their mates around the world, playing guitar and just having fun. And I, that was the moment. It was like, this doesn't have to be maths. This doesn't have to be English. This can be something fun, something enjoyable. And not only that, these people are earning money. Like I like money. I want to buy more Pokemon cards. Let's 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 start doing this properly. So that was the moment it sort of clicked, and I was like, "Yeah, let's buckle down." And I remember for a time I was doing exams, and my mum was like, "You should, you gave this up." Like I'm 15, you gave this up ages ago. Why suddenly you want to play guitar? I was like, "You don't understand, mum." <laughs> and I, I did. I went ham. I went very quickly. Uh, something that's always annoyed me is that I didn't try earlier. If I tried earlier, I would have been much better than I was now. I'm good. Guitar is my my thing. As vocals, if you ever hear me live, you probably don't want to hear me live again. But I wish wish I just went a little harder, a little earlier. But, you know, we, we're here. <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, man. And, I, you know, it's, it's funny because even reading up about you a little bit, um, and even just what you said now, there's definitely like a a self-deprecation there, like self-deprecating humor. If people go to your website... Literally, like the if you Google Keeper, one of the things it says on your website, you refer to yourself as some out of tune, neck deep impressions over 808s. Yes, and, and it's true. Every single word of that is true. <laughs> like, I, I got to give you some credit here, man. And I'm not just saying this because you're kind enough to come on the show. Like, I, I really enjoy uh, your voice a lot, and I really enjoy the guitar and um, like the songs that I wrote down that, that I connected with the most from you um and i enjoy your catalog but the ones that i really enjoyed were frog come around um blue eyes and and here we go um and that one you've got some some hardcore kind of vocals going on that in that so so yeah man i think you got to give yourself some more credit dude as far as um as far as your vocal range dude i think you're doing a great job oh it's got there it's got uh, probably at the start it was trash but i'm pretty happy where i am now um i can do cleans i got the gutturals down pig squeals i i, I started post like my main band before covid happened and everything died and keeper started i was in a post hardcore band playing guitar and it was my vocalist obviously um does his uh chester bennington impressions you know the, and i was like i want to learn how to do that and so he taught me he taught me like beginning stuff and that sort of helped because you can watch youtube videos for days and you ain't learning anything but the moment you see somebody actually in person it clicks and i could only go you know something weird like that and then it's just learning your mouth your throat has to open wide and then you try putting it with like words you do chain after word after word and then after you got that down you'll try something else like for me next was gut rules i got gut rules down gut rules on my thing and then after that, it was like doing the, the high sort of Nazgul from Lord of the Rings type stuff. And then from there, it was doing pig squeals have been like a, a thing I've picked up a couple months ago, just trying it for lols and it's work. So I'm using it live. <laughs> isn't it funny how people who who aren't into heavier music and, and this isn't to bash people who aren't into heavier music. We all like what we like. That's what makes the world go around is, is variety, man. But um <clears throat> think people understand how hard it is to do that like they hear it and they go oh that sounds some like yeah it's taken a good three four years to be able to well and it's only recently has it got to a place where i'm happy with it because before i was dying like four minutes in man i don't know how these people are doing a song but now it's got to a point where i can 
maybe not a full set, maybe not a full 30 minutes, but I can get like a good 20 down before I feel like maybe I need to stop because uh, it's a muscle at the end of the day. And as long as you're not hurting yourself, like it's going to, it's going to sting a little bit at the start. It's an unusual, it's an unusual thing. The last time you've been able to do that was when you're a baby. Like how do babies scream constantly and not lose their voice? It's the same sort of thing. So it's just relearning that using the muscle, improving that. And yeah, it's just getting better. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a famous YouTuber, uh, Jared Dines. Are you, you were, yeah, he, yes, I've, I want this man to turn up one day while I, when I was working at Tesco's, a supermarket, I was praying every day, this, this man in a cap would turn up and go, you know, give us your best metal scream impression. And I just do like just anything. (laughs) I was praying. Yeah. When you were talking about that, it, it reminded me of that, that video he did where he's going around everybody and say, Hey, can you do the metal scream? And like, very few people can do it. And it's like, I always want to show everybody that who people who aren't into like hardcore, post hardcore, any kind of metalcore, anything. It's like, it takes a lot of skill, man. And even uh, a guy that I respect a lot and, and really connect with his lyrics too, because he's very open about anxiety and, you know, depression and things like that is Jesse Leach from Kill Switch. And I know he had to learn like, adjust his voice too, because he would just blow his voice. Yeah. You know, do you, do you do vocals? Oh, I do not. No, man, I can't. <sighs> I, you know, I'm a professional. That, that's, that's that sounds like a man who definitely busts out the mic in karaoke. Like anyone <laughs> that says I don't do, like, nah, nah, man. Come I on, w- Mr. Brightside comes along on the karaoke. I'm sure, I'm sure a couple of beers down, you're doing it. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I know, I, I think, um, I don't know, I don't, I can't really sing, but you know, I could maybe hang in there mid tempo with something like Name from Goo Goo Dolls, maybe, maybe. Oh, oh, we're going. Ooh, I'm liking the music choices today. I'm liking. How are we not staying on top of it? This is cool. <laughs> Hey, that's a great one. And uh, I, I love the uh, guitar tunings they use. Um, I'm still trying to figure yeah. out what they're doing in the beginning of Black Balloon. You know what I'm talking about? Those harmonics? I, I do. And I have not. Yeah, I do. I do. That's a, that's some of the coolest thing, though, is when you still can't work. i got a screwdriver in my hand. Still can't work out what they're doing. That's the beauty of it. Like, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, who's the guy who cut off his thumb? Cut no, he had his fingers cut off. Judas Priest, the guy, guitarist of Judas Priest, and the man's playing with a thimble, a thimble, and he's still making sounds that you're like, yeah, how are you making that? What's going on there? It's insane. That's the beauty of it. It's like another thing. Like I love shoegaze bands. Shoegaze bands when they're getting some of those swells, some of that like reverby glassiness. What are you using to? It's like you've you've summoned angels to get some of that stuff. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that stuff too, man. The the you know music, and that's the thing about music. It's just you're connecting with those emotions. That's why I've always admired it. I mentioned starting earlier, like you know, sometimes I look back when I was a kid, and I love sports to this day. I still love basketball and stuff. I don't really play anymore. I just try to stay in shape now and stave off the the dad bod, man. But. uh but I think like, man, I wish sometimes I wish I would have picked up guitar when I was a younger kid um, just because I was always attracted to that instrument. But um, but bringing it back to your music, man, you mentioned the pandemic. So was that in your, in your band, Jack, was that Jack the Envious you were referencing a little yes. bit? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like basically 2000s post-hardcore screamo, like it, it, especially the vocalist. The vocalist sounds like Kellen Quinn, straight up. He sounds like Kellen Quinn. He's that sort of you know you know and i love kellen quinn i i love you know so i was down when they sent i auditioned for this band and when they said yes man i was pumped 
I was pumped. COVID killed it though, which is really sad because we were about to drop some like um, 2000s pop punk, like a uh, newfound glory type stuff, which is still in the folder. I don't think it's ever going to come out again. Um, but it was still fun. It was still I I cut my teeth in that sort of band. Like I played in bands before, punk bands like grunge punk sort of stuff like that doing like bad fugazi impressions with the guitar you know um but po- jack the envious was when i sort of like played proper gigs like there's a proper audience and there's actually people singing words so the vocalist he did uh cold heart with me which is on the back catalog i've got um so it came out yeah last year and then the bass player he does music videos now so he's done all the new holding absence stuff if you're familiar with holding absence I am, yeah. I really, I really like those guys a lot, man. Yeah, sick guys. Um, because they're sort of like, I can't explain it. It's sort of, it's sort of shoegazy. It's got that sort of shoegazy vibe to it, but sort of more alt rocky. You still got those nice spacey chords, lots of you know diminished sevens and all that jazz. Um, but it's 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 nice. It's, it is good. I'm enjoying it. Um. And the bass, the drummer, sorry, the drummer, I haven't spoken to regularly, but he's a good guy. I keep meaning to play like Warzone or something with him, like just like we used to back in the day. But yeah, it's, I had a great time on that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that COVID put a damper on it, man. I feel like that happened with um, with a lot of people, but I guess the positive that came out of it is I think it it made everybody around the world hit the reset button too. And, yeah. and I, you know, kind of made everybody go, okay, what's priority yeah yeah i think it's cool that you coming out of that that you know you were able to you know put out your your first dp and and really start you know having some fun you know what i mean in terms of doing doing more of this this pop punk stuff you know because i i listened to guests i'm keeper front to back and i i really dug it because that was about what two years ago now march of 21 yeah yeah geez that was actually written in march 2020 but i couldn't release it until January, they couldn't release the first song until January 2021 because I was waiting for a music video from some guy, and this guy took five months for a music video. Insane. What? What? What was it like there over in the UK with with COVID? Was it pretty similar to here, where it was just sort of like everywhere turned into a, a ghost town? And yeah, it, I think it's identical. Um, so like at the time, so I thought I had COVID. Turns out I had just discovered I had asthma. Like that was a new thing that happened, but I couldn't breathe. There's me thinking I had COVID. So I managed to get like a, a week, to two weeks off of work because I couldn't breathe. I was doing the, and the only thing I thought was COVID in reality, it turns out I had asthma. Um, So I was home and um, I remember seeing it on the news. It's a, it's a ghost town, which funny enough, if I wasn't sick off work, I don't think I would have started Keeper because I ended up playing Minecraft with a mate who had just like started a Twitch stream. You know, and um, he was just like, yeah, anyone want to hop on a Minecraft world with me? I was like, yeah, sure, I'm down. I've got nothing better to do at the moment. I'm good. Apart from at the moment, all I'm playing is Subnautica and getting scared by fishes. So I'll, I'll play Minecraft with you. And I spoke to a mate there called John Cash. Now, John Cash is a band, is in the band as everything unfolds. Um, at the time... Jack the Envious and as everything unfolds was like a similar sort of like level, to be honest with you. We played a couple of shows together and I had spoken to John Cass in a long time. So um, we're chatting and then we discovered we both like emo rap and sort of that sort of stuff like L- L- Little Lotus, 
all that stuff. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a producer. I was like, oh, cool. You do producing? Well, I'm learning to produce as well. I sent him some early beats I had. He was like, yeah, do you, do you mind saying, sending some guitar stems and I'll turn them into beats? And that's what I did. And then I sent him one and he turned into a beat. And it was Song Sorry, um, which I think is trash now, to be honest with you. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but he sent Sorry over. And I was like, yo, I love this. Let me record vocals for it. And he was like, for real? Oh, yeah. So I went around to his house and the rest is history. That's how Keeper started. Well, yeah, and I'm and I'm glad you did it, man. Because, like I said, I um I really enjoyed listening to the back catalog and and even the music videos that you come come up with, man. Like going back to sort of like the the having fun and sort of the the self deprecating stuff. I mean, like like uh, soul is kind of like uh, it's almost like a goofy newscaster. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the I wanted to sort of and stuff. Like it's there's been some fun stuff, man. It's yeah, I think some. I think a trouble is some people take them and cringe to say, to be honest with you, because in retrospect, it also makes me sound like I take it too seriously. But I, I don't like it when things get taken too seriously. Um, I like I get it. Don't get me wrong. But I, at the same time, I'm thinking, what's the point? You know, just have fun with it. Enjoy it. Um, make something laugh. Um, so or what, So with the music videos, I really try and just have fun. Just enjoy it do something like little you know early youtube skits like smosh and and things like that so that's what the premise i was going for with my music videos yeah i've enjoyed it i really enjoyed it a lot like i mean but you know i feel like foo fighters has done that a lot over the years i know yeah 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 and and i think i think that dave Grohl is a great example right of somebody who you know, the music, when you listen to the music, you're like, okay, they they put the hours and they put the time and they're very talented. But in a lot of the visuals and music stuff they do, they have fun. They laugh at themselves. And I think that's, yeah. it should be, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, and don't get me wrong. I, I'll do my serious music. Here we go is a serious music video. It's your stereotypical music video. And that's cool. Uh, I enjoyed that. But to be honest with you, come around is, I think, I think I've got sure uh, the songs out. It's probably not good to say. I think I've got better songs coming out, but I think that's definitely the best music video. Like that, that makes me laugh every time. My brother's the um, so the first like punch that gets thrown in that music video. Yeah, uh, was was one of my mate Ewan, the big dude. He went to punch my brother. Um, <laughs> he went to punch Amir, sorry, the other guy, and um, he obviously misses and punches my brother. That is the first punch that's happened. Yeah. So no punch has been thrown and my brother just goes flying. He goes, bam, he goes on like Mark nine. <laughs> and you can tell because if you look at Ewan's face, he's utter shocked of what's happened. When that punch gets thrown and my brother hits the floor like a, like a double decker bus, we all think he's hurt himself. We literally pause and go, Orlando, are you okay? Like the camera's gone down. Everyone's looking at Orlando. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's, it's acting. From that point on, the doors of hell opened, and everyone is it turns into trapeze artists. Like they, these 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 dudes are going flying from that point on, and it just makes it so funny. Yeah, man. Like I, watching the music video because your brother plays the referee, then right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah. when I saw that, I was like, I almost paused it and rewound it because I was like, it looked like that dude really took it right on the. <laughs> he did yeah. <laughs> I was Which like, the funny, 
Oh dear. Because he can't throw a punch. When he goes to throw the punch at the end, the man can't throw a punch to save his life. And it's just so funny because he took it so well. He takes the punches so well. Yeah, and, and, and the meaning behind that song, right, um, is a friend of yours was in, uh, a, a, for lack of a better way to say it, a crappy relationship where there was yeah. a lot of push and pull with somebody and then eventually they they got out and saw the light right like that's kind of so the music video is almost like a metaphor of like you you, you get knocked down but then you get back up yes you... yeah well done good job yeah um that's exactly right um we just tried to put on a more positive spin to it um because i feel like the song the song obviously is quite your standard typical pop punk. Well, not your standard typical. It's got hyper pop elements, but it's you know your pop punk instrumental. It's quite. It's in major key. It's fast. It's go lucky. But obviously the lyrics maybe also standard pop punk. Um, just like ah, uh, this relationship ah, anger. So it's just the two separate emotions. And the music video, I just wanted to have fun with it. Do something still that conveyed that same meaning, but just would make me laugh. Yeah, dude, it's 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 fun. And I can't I can't take too much credit and see, and sit here like I'm super smart or anything because I, I did read about, you know, the meaning behind it and everything in addition to listening to it. So I'm maybe I'm outing myself a little bit. You know, now you're like, oh, man, Mike, I thought you were smarter than than what I did a few minutes ago. But now it's uh, calm. You can edit that out. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the music video. And again, it, it still kind of had the theme of uh just having fun and, and and you've had serious more serious music videos too like change is definitely a more serious music video um blue eyes too um same thing wars yeah. kind of going on in there um because at the end the guy realizes the thing he's running from is himself essentially right so oh yeah that's proper artsy i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> i yeah. forgot about that yeah 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 and that was uh what that was like the second i think that was the second music video you did right or the second single Yes, it. Uh, here we go. Personal scoop here. It wasn't intentionally meant to be the second one. It was homegrown was always going to be the first one, and the second one was going to be Sulk. Um, and we, I've got a music video done for Sulk. We filmed that early, and then um, and but then we got feedback, and it said, "Nah, Blue Eyes is definitely definitely the single." Um, but I'm so sad because I love Sulk more. <laughs> I love Sulk more. Sulk was my favorite. <laughs> but it's all good. It has turned out for the best. So you mentioned, you know, um, going from Jack the Envious and making some noise with those guys, COVID putting the hot on, all, all of that. Um, but then when Guess I'm Keeper came out, um, you really did start to make some noise, man. Like I saw that you were getting love from the likes of All Press and New Noise Magazine, among others. Um, I mean, what did it feel like, I guess, out of sort of like the – the bummer of like, oh man, like we were building some steam, you know, and, and now all of a sudden I got to kind of start over. I mean, that had to feel pretty good to like put some stuff out into the world and realize like, oh, like I can, I can do this too. I can explore this aspect of myself musically too. Yeah. Um, it's, it is rewarding. It's Jack the Envious, to be perfectly honest, was dying before COVID happened and COVID was the like, the final bullet you know um so i was trying to find ways to express myself for a couple years music wise and to be honest with you i wanted to be in a band like i wanted to play guitar i wanted to do something like knuckle puck where the guitarist is playing guitar 
but he's also singing sometimes. And it's so difficult finding people to be in a band. Like, I got to the point where I was like, I'm, I can't be bothered. I'll just do it myself. Um, and so finally it's starting to do well. It's it's proper rewarding because you put in so much effort into this. I'm sure it's identical with your podcast. It's like the the slightest bit of recognition for all the hours of hard work and sweat and money that you put into this. And then finally you get something back. It's like, you don't want the world back. You, you're not expecting like a Ferrari to turn up in your front door, but just something just to, just to make up for it. You know, just a little bit of, of recognition, just a little bit of positiveness uh, that just, just helps you keep going. Cause I feel like it's proper easy to, to lose yourself like and just not put in as much effort as you did because you're not getting the the response you you'd like back and sure the music putting out music you're not looking for a response at the end of the day you're looking for a musical outlet but it's still nice to have you know it's still something enjoyable to have no matter if it's music or any other type of form of art or podcast just having like that little bit just back is is nice for sure, man. Yeah, we all we all need um, and want, I think, to some degree, a little bit of a pat in the back every now and again. And like, yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, music is an outlet, and for me, podcasting is definitely an outlet. Like, it's 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 funny, man. Like when I look at my life, uh, not to get like super personal here, but it's it, like some of the some of the most difficult times that I've been through on a personal level. At the same time that I was going through those difficult things on a personal level, things were going pretty well professionally. Like I remember back in 2011, like when I was talking to you before the jump, I um, I started out doing music feature stories and stuff. And I had I had two cover stories within like a month of each other. And then yes. I also went through a breakup at that time. Uh, and towards the end of 2011, I lost my grandfather and I was really close with him. I keep a picture of him with all these podcasts that I do. I still wear his necklace every day. And then fast forward to 10 years later, it's 2021. I'm a year into doing this podcast, get blindsided by a really horrible breakup. And then, you know, had people around me in my life passing away, you know, a coworker and one of my best friends, dad's passed away. I lost a grandma, one of my mentors in broadcasting, like lost his daughter. Like it was just some, some wild stuff. And I say all that to say like, um, the podcast has definitely been sort of like a, I'm trying to think of the right word to use. A, a clu- a clu- is clutch a right word? Not clutch. Yeah. A backbone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's been, it's been sort of like a, a centerpiece to, to kind of anchor to, you know, and, it, and, and it's a, it's an outlet for me, but really it's, um it's great to connect with other people like yourself, you know, people who also go through struggles, maybe in a different way. And then you share those conversations with the listeners. And for me, like when I get feedback from people and they're like, oh, I, you know, whether they say they dug the episode or even the guests that come on, like, hey, thank you for, you know, like giving a crap. And like, you know, you actually listen to our music. And I'm like, well, of course, I'm not going to waste your time. I don't want I don't want the interview to be like every other cookie cutter interview. No disrespect to anybody else out there. But I mean, I, I really, you know, want people to know that I, that I care, you know what I mean? So I think, um, yeah, it's clear you've put in the work that's admirable, honestly, like to go back and to listen to my, my past catalog, man, I don't even do that. So like the fact you've done it is, is so cool. Well, no, I appreciate it, man. And like I said, I love, I love music and, um, 
it really is something that that translates. I mean, right? I mean, we're in different parts of the world right now, and we get to do cool stuff like this through modern yeah. tech. This is something that, you know, back in maybe like '95, if if Keeper was popping off, I would have probably had to, you know, write whatever publication you were in and see who did the story and see how I could get in touch with you, and then that would have been a whole other thing. You know what I mean? Because I don't even know how I'd make an international phone call. You know, it's 2023. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if I know how to do that. So it's cool that there's there's things like this that can bring people together. It's weird. That's sort of the dichotomy of social media, right? Is it can be mm, double sword, isn't it? Yeah, it's like doom scrolling, but then you meet cool people like yourself doing cool things, man. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, no, for real. It's because I mean most of music promo now is less about gigs and more about uploading a trendy TikTok. Like so it is it isn't highly all online. Which, for better or for worse, like, you don't have the, I feel like you don't have the restrictedness that a label might offer in those early days. You know, you're more free. If you're solo, you have the opportunity to go big. Um, Whether or not I pull my finger out of my ass and start loading TikToks more is, is another thing. But there is that, that there, you know, it can be self-done. Yeah, yeah, thing like thing like, you know, TikTok or like Instagram Reels and stuff like that. And that's the thing, man, right? You never know what what is going to pop or what's going to hit. I I I've, I've always felt like at the end of the day if you make the stuff that's most authentic to you, whether you're a musician or, or an artist of any kind or whether you're a podcaster, I do feel like people will latch on to authenticity. You know, you might have a song that maybe does 50,000 streams instead of 500,000 but at the end of the day, sometimes what I worry about with where music is headed, and it's actually something I wanted to get your perspective. Commercial, a commodity rather than yeah, yeah like genuine. Or like the, the artificial intelligence end of things are like feeding oh, yeah. the algorithm. Yeah. Like, oh, this song got picked up on all these playlists. So do I need to make another two minute, 45 second song that, like you said, has is in major key and has this big sing songy chorus like – um I was just listening to the artist. I don't know if you're familiar with him. His name's Jelly Roll. Um, no, 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 not personally. Um, he's been blowing up here in the States um, and, uh, you know, has some like hip hop influence and country and rock and stuff. And he had a big song that went huge on on country radio over here. And um, he was just on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He was talking about how he wrote all these songs and he didn't really like any of them. And then mm. it's like like riding in the car with his daughter or something and talking about his days growing up, going to church and things like that. And he was like, I, you know, I, I actually, I think I, I'd rather write music like that because he was trying to chase like that, that hit, you know, and then yeah. he was happy when I was trying to chase that hit, you know? So as somebody who's in even a genre, like, like, like pop punk, I mean, do you, do you find yourself trying to strike that balance of like, okay, I want to make something that that's important to me, but I also want to make something that's going to connect with people. Is that, is that something you're you're still finding your way doing, or is it something at the end of the day, Emmanuel, where where you're just always going to write music that means something to you and forget the algorithms and playlists and TikTok nature of things? I think it's definitely the second. I would say it's unintentionally though. Um, I don't write a song in terms of uh, with an idea of how I want to write a song. Um, I'll start writing a song and then it just gradually turns up how it turns up. Saying that. I think it's a reason why I think I haven't found my particular sound yet. I think I'm sure as you heard from the back the, the catalog, um, all the songs are different. 
there i think there are some like common themes common musicality between them but they're very different and i think it's been a bit of a progress trying to find what makes keeper keeper uh, because at the moment i i will you know un- until recently i want to say i have been writing songs from the premise of i want to write a pop core one i want to write a pop one like i've got a crab core one like proper attack attack just in the drafts just just because i could that day i wanted to write one and it's whether or not it gets released is another thing it's i think it has it's been a progress trying to find that sound and maybe when i have that sound down like i know how i fully sound maybe then i'll look at going at more okay what theme do i want to write about what what is relatable to me at the moment it it feels like when i'm at least when i'm doing instrumentals it's what am i enjoying i think which i guess is still answering your question i guess it's still the second option it is what I am enjoying saying that though the difficulty is with that premise is that it's so hard to do music and it's so hard to do any creative outlet so it seems like sometimes you have to bite that financial bullet like otherwise you're just going to spend the rest of your life in the office or in in a supermarket like and there's nothing wrong with that but if you don't want that to happen maybe sometimes you have to bite the 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 tiktok bullet you know where you're just writing commercial songs to pay for your mum's kitchen or something you know yeah yeah and i i've i've and i and i feel like i've heard that sometimes even when it comes time uh when i've listened to interviews where it's like uh you know people who make movies talking about that like i'll make I'll make the 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 big, you know, one that's gonna you know capture audiences, so I can do like the fun indie. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Bang on, bang on. Yeah, one for me, one for them, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Robert Patterson seems to do that. I, I've noticed he loves his indie movies, um, The Lighthouse and everything like that. He loves his indie movies, and it seems like he only does the major ones just so he can pay rent, and then the rest of the time he does it will do his indie. Yeah, and I and and I and maybe that's a balance of manual that's been going on for for a long time, you know, within the music industry and the film industry and any kind of art where it comes to a point where it does become commercial, and mm. and we've seen all kinds of artists that have struggled with that, right? You see musicians get everything, and all of a sudden they lose it all, or they um, or you have people who are really introverted or at least i mean obviously i don't know these people but i think of like uh, a guy like eddie vetter or uh rest in peace heath ledger you know it seemed yeah. like the stuff that came out about heath he loved acting and he loved the art form of that but when it came time for the red carpets and the oh, light yeah. and stuff he hated it and so yeah i think it's just that sword. yeah yeah it's like the commercialization aspect of things of finding balance in that but then you have artists like like we were talking about earlier like foo fighters blink 182 i mean rage against the machine went away went away for a while but they that music is still so powerful that they're able to come back whenever they want yeah. so i feel like there is a balance to be to be found there but i think for you it sounds like it's cool though man that you 
I, I think that's a cool attitude to have. Like, hey, man, I want to write a crab core song. You know, maybe it won't see the light of day, but that's what I'm feeling today. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I First, laugh. I listen to it back and I laugh. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's, but at the end of the day, right? If you don't like what you're doing, then it probably won't land with other people. So the fact yeah. that you're enjoying it, I think, mean, is, is the most important thing, you know? I, I hate the music business side of it. Like, my favorite bit is writing a song. And then I love the performing the song. I hate doing the whole, yeah, please pre-save this. Please come to this show. Please, oh, mate, I'm sick or tired of just like, because it's just a lot of begging, isn't it? You're begging your mates to do it. You're begging people to follow you on Instagram. And I hate it. It feels like so disingenuine. To, I, ideally, I could just make music and get paid and I wouldn't have to do any sort of promo or anything like that. But it's that sort of bullet you got to buy to be able to be to be able to release anything yeah man a lot of the artists that i talk to um that's that's something that i talk to them about too how you really have to to market yourself i mean even even doing this as a podcaster i always feel like and maybe that's sort of the doom scrolly part of social media like you always feel like there's always failure in comparison or you feel like you should be doing more like i'm not on tiktok oh yeah you know, because I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, hey, go listen to this episode and like do some. I know. I, I don't know yeah. what I don't know what to do. There's I've... only so many times you can you can say that to invite a mate to, to check out a podcast or invite a mate to a gig before the mates like, yeah, I got better things to do today. Sorry, dude. <laughs> and I can't blame them even if they did say that. That's the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like you and I relate to that a little bit. Like I um I enjoy connecting with people. But I also don't like to like bother. Gotcha. I and yeah. I hope and I hope that like I hope that at the end of the day, I you know, and again, like I mean, I'm not famous or anything like that. I'm not and I'm not doing this to be famous. I like talking to people. I mean, don't get me wrong. If anybody from Spotify listens to this and they want to give me an oh, exclusive deal, hit me up. up. <laughs> but it's um I would and I and I wouldn't say that I promote promote my stuff begrudgingly because I, I don't do it necessarily begrudgingly, but it's one of those things where it's like I guess the idealist in me hopes that people connect with it. And then by like word of mouth, they'll yeah. be like, Oh, I talked yeah. to that dude and he does. Yeah, man, he's a good interview. Like he, he's fun to talk to. You should do his show. And then it kind of grows like in a grassroots kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know I still got to promote myself in the interim. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a comedian or a, or a movie star, like a lot of these pod- <laughs> podcasts out here. So I have to do the promotion part of it. You know? I mean, if you're ever looking for people, I can send you like a list of, other people to interview i don't know if that's like a thing you'd want if it's not as calm don't worry but like maybe not necessarily the pop punk genre but like i can send you like groups of artists for like complete uh, loads of other stuff oh yeah man that would be that'd be awesome i i've i've done a little and and again this is i I hope this doesn't come on i the last thing i do is boast about myself but i really try to have uh, a little bit everything you know um i've had some country people on here i've had rap i've had metal different aspects of metal and pop, you know, pop punk. And so I, I really like to mix it up and give people a little bit of everything. And I've even had people outside of music on here, like the episode that's coming out. Um, well, as people are hearing this conversation, it'll be July, but uh, my my former colleague and friend, Mick Gonzalez, who helped me get my start in broadcasting and and was a uh, still, still does play by play for different sports and stuff. And, um, you know, is battling some health issues and, you know, like I, I just, I like having those conversations and, you know, you know, talking about how people push through things, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, um, I like, 
I like, uh, you know, again, I'm kind of an extroverted introvert. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit awkward, but I, I enjoy these kind of conversations, man. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because like, I, sorry, go ahead, man. So I know some dudes like Send Flowers. He's a hyper artist. He's doing really well at the moment. Like all the Spotify playlists, he'd probably be down to talk. Like, I'm like, have you thought about like videographers right, as well? Things like that. Yeah, yeah, all aspects of 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 art or people who are doing anything like related to like chasing their dreams or trying to connect with people, mm. leave like their leave like their mark in a good way on on you know whatever legacy they're trying to leave behind. That's what I really yeah. connect with because I relate to that. You know, you know, oh, a, lot, a lot of my life has been like trying to push through fear. You know what I mean, and kind of like make you know, shake hands with your demons and go, okay, I, you know, I'm not gonna let you win today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. so that's, and that's why music has always been such a powerful force for me, even though I'm not a musician, it's just, um, it's, it's such an emotional cathartic thing for me. It's not, it's not a commodity to me. Like I, I really love it. So, you know, when I, when I, when I listen to artists, uh, and I, and I listen to their music, um, I really connect with, with that aspect of it. Like I mentioned, like, like to you, like songs like frog come around, here we go. I'm like, Emmanuel's really saying something, man. I, I hope, I hope people listen to this and I want them to listen to it. And uh, hopefully they listen to the podcast. You know what I mean? When I talk to him, cause I feel like this dude's got something to say. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's cool to be able to connect with people in a positive way, man. Yeah, definitely. Cause I definitely got things to say, whether or not they're, they're anything worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I can I can go on and on about anything. Point me out a topic, and I'll I'll start talking about it. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, uh, before we wrap it up, man, and thank you again so much, Emmanuel, for taking the time to do this. It's it's been a lot of fun talking to you. I hope I hope I haven't ranted too much on here. No, man. not at all, sir. Not at all. But uh, I know right. "Come Around" is like the the first single off of your your next EP, right? Which is is going to be called "The Greatest Hits." He lied. So yes. Can, can you talk to me and the people a little bit about just sort of the the themes that they're going to be upcoming on on this one? So the name, I wanted to think of something funny, and that was the only thing that could come to mind. To be honest with you, so we're going with that. Um, in terms of the songs, I'm still playing with the songs. I found, I recently found, what I think is a more is a better example of my sound. Um, sort of get it's taken a little while to get there, but we are getting there slowly. Um, so I'm playing some, so there's two songs there, which I just for lols. I got one about a vamp being a vampire it's straight out of my chemical romance. It's not really keeper. I might put that to the side and do that separately, to be honest with you. But most of it is a collaborative project. Sort of, I got a lot of features. I got, um, features from artists like Sinzi, which is just like trap metal. He's doing extremely well at the moment. Like getting on Spotify plays galore. I got, I don't know if you're familiar with the band's crash face. I am not, but I'm curious. So that's sort of like wargasm. If you're, do you know wargasm? No, now I feel like a noob. I don't know wargasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you love Limp Biscuit and New Metal, you are gonna love wargasm and Crash Face because I, I, it seems like New Metal's coming back in a big way. Like shoot, like I, you can see it with some of these artists, like Willow Smith doing. Well, almost sounds like a Deftones song. Um, New Metal seems like it's on the rise. Uh, but then I got some. So recently, like Bring Me released a metalcore type hyper pop song called Lost. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But at the same time, like, oh, no, because I had one already done ready for release. <laughs> and it's like, shit, they got there first. 
<laughs> so, but hopefully that will come out with Crash Face and just some pot ones. To be honest, I it, there's going to playing around with the uh, the ideas, the songs, but there's four of them are de- definitively going to be on there. That's awesome, dude. I, I genuinely can't wait to hear it. And even though this, this by the time people will be listening to this, it'll be it'll be July. Um, I know you have a, a sold out show. So yes. we're just, we're gonna put it out in the universe that by the time this comes out, that that will have been an awesome show and a and a great kind oh, of fingers crossed. Uh but, yeah. but June first, yeah. Um can you talk about you know some of the artists on that bill and and uh just so there's only two. There's only me and the other guy, TM Distant. Now TM Distant is He's doing mad things at the moment. He's he, the BBC are loving him, like they love him currently, and so do Spotify. Like he's on four, I think fourteen playlists at the moment. He he's going up, like he's going up. Um, and so we, I know through John Cass, who's the who's my producer mate. He knows TM's manager, and I was like, yeah, I saw TM live, and I was like, I want to get him on a track, and so Cass message tm's manager tm's manager was like yeah definitely let's get this one on track on top of that do you want to open for him in the first of june i'm like yeah obviously yeah two wins let's go so we are going to be playing not only the whole rest of the set but we're going to play our new track together on the first of june which should be coming out 23rd of july i want to say so that, that that'll be when that new track comes out um, but I'm proper hyped for it to be honest with you. We 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 we've been going ham preparing. Yeah, man. Like I I saw some of the you posted a, a rehearsal video, and uh yeah. and I and I've been seeing the post about it, and I think that's really cool that you sold it out, man. So that's what I'm saying. I know, I know there's some self deprecating humor in there, and I relate to that too, man. Because I try to I take this stuff seriously, but I try not to take myself too seriously, but. Again, I think that's a positive sign from the universe, man, that people care about what you're doing. The fact that I know that's really cool. Not just me, mom, you know, so it's a plus. <laughs> well, and and one of the things I'll get you out of here on, Emmanuel, thanks again, dude. This has been a lot of fun, and I appreciate your patience with the uh, the audio issues. I know we're not looking at each other right now, but sometimes it's good for the bandwidth uh, and, and instead of things breaking up. But, um, you know, with the theme of this show being perseverance and moving forward, man, like um, – you know, I mentioned some of the stuff that I went through and, and you were talking about what you went through with the pandemic and just trying to figure things out and um, trying to build momentum again as a musician and, and inevitably being able to mm. do that with Keeper. Like, is there any advice, man, that that you would have for anybody out there, whether they're up, whether they're down, whether they're just, they're just kind of fair to Midland right now as far as, you know, things that have helped you push through difficult times and, and persevere, overcome? So a lot of the main struggles Keeper has as a project is money like obviously it, just like having to so my mum my dad lost his job pretty much at the start of keeper and so for a good it took him ages to get a, a job because everyone was trying to find a job during covid so for for a while it was just me and my mum's paycheck like paying for everything um so keeper has like had an issue with trying to find funding for like pr playlisting and shit and stuff like that um and it's still like my dad's got a job now and I'm, I'm definitely not putting in as much as I was to keep everything afloat for like siblings and mum. Uh, but it's still somewhat an issue, but you just sort of got to sort of grin and bear it, I guess. It's like finding, knowing where you want to go and 
doing everything you can in your power to be able to get there. I think maybe maybe it's self-belief, maybe it's overconfidence or egotistical, but I think one th- I think determination, just having to just YOLO it, I think is the perfect example. YOLO, YOLO it. Don't 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 spend money on your car even though it's broken down. Spend money on music. Like you just don't you know. It's perseverance, I think. Using your friends, using your family to 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 get support, you know, even if they're buying you drinks, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask your mate, yo, mate, would you mind getting me around? Just because I, I can't. It's it's okay to do that. It's okay to rely on somebody else. And I think it's important to talk about money as well because there's such a um, a stigma around not telling somebody how much you pay, not telling, and then there's it's difficult to to know where you should be. If not only for, I mean, in terms of where you, your coworker, for instance, paid three k more than you, you're doing the same job. You you know you should you should talk about money to each other. That way you know how much you should be getting. But also we're all struggling with it as well, and we're so kept hush hush when we could be helping each other a little bit more, buying each other around, paying for somebody's petrol, or you know asking for help to buy groceries, stuff like that. For sure, man. I, I th- and I think that's sage advice, man. And and um, and and one of the themes in there too, man, is like you said. Just I think you just got to keep keep doing the stuff that you love, man. I'm sorry to hear that you that yeah. your, your dad lost his job, but I think uh, again, I think it's it's cool that um, you know you you've got that in mind of of you know asking for help and telling people to ask for help because I think that's so important. Yeah. Is that I think that came out of COVID too, man. Like I, I, and I dealt with it too. Like I enjoy my alone time, but you know, there's a difference between being like forced to be alone and then like choosing to be like, ah, oh, I'm not going to go yeah. out. You know what I mean? And I think, I think for a lot of people struggling out there, sometimes they, they feel like they don't want to be a burden, but they don't yeah. realize yeah. like isolate yourself, how much you just kind of amplify your problem. So I think yeah. that's advice to, to tell people, Hey, you know, help out your friends and don't be afraid to ask your friends for help. That's really important, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. Bang on. Bang on. Well, Emmanuel, this has been so much fun, dude. Uh, for everybody listening, come around is out now, wherever you get your music, go watch the music video. It's a lot of fun. And uh, stay tuned for the forthcoming EP, The Greatest Hits, He Lied. Um, Emmanuel, I, I really appreciate the time, man. For people who aren't aware, I'll obviously put up the links in the podcast description for everybody listening, but let them know where they can find you, dude. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. You can definitely find me on TikTok. That is something my mom has told me off about. Uh, so you can definitely find me on TikTok. I'm going to be posting so much more on that. YouTube as well. Um, basically, anything, Club Penguin. Like anything you can possibly find on the internet, I've probably got an account <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome back anytime, man. I really enjoyed our conversation. And and like I said, I'm not just blowing smoke, dude. I really, I really like what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm a headbanger and I love heavy music, but I, I love pop punk. I love hip hop. I love emo stuff. And I think it's cool that you explore different avenues in, in your music and that you have fun doing it. And, um, that's really what it's all about at the end of the day, man. And you are connecting it with people. Um, you know, when you look at some of the views, you know, on the music videos and some of the streams and stuff, I think, I think for somebody who, you know, was trying to, you know, change course during the pandemic, you're doing a great job, dude. So just 
keep music making the music you love to make and um you, you know you have a home here you're welcome back on the podcast anytime dude thank you sir cheers looking forward to it yeah definitely and you too it's great that you're doing podcasts is talking with music uh talking with just people about just feelings is not feelings i think that's a bad use of the word but re- real life emotions and experience and that's cool as hell i appreciate the kind words man well, I hope the show goes great. It's sold out already, so it's already in the stars that it's going to be awesome. And um, yeah, once again, for everybody, stay tuned to Keeper. Appreciate the Thank time, you. man. Cheers. Thank you. Awesome. Dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with London, UK-based alternative artist Keeper. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Guess I'm Keeper. The links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of that podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my dude Keeper. You will not be disappointed if you are a fan of alternative music, if you love pop punk, if you love pop, if you love a little bit of hardcore sprinkled on that. Keeper throws it all in the blender and has his own unique sound, and it's great to hear. Once again, like I said at the jump, I love Frog, I love Come Around, I love Blue Eyes, I love Here We Go, I love the latest one, I Don't Even Know Myself, featuring TM Distant. Go check out all of it. You can find his music wherever you get your music. But once again, you can follow him directly on Instagram at Guess I'm Keeper. And the links are in the podcast description for this episode. So I just want to say thank you once again to Keeper, Emmanuel, dude. It was great having you on the podcast. I really appreciate you giving me more than an hour of your time, especially with the time difference being across the pond, as it were, over in the UK. I'm really excited for you, dude. And uh, I, I hope the listeners enjoyed our conversation just hearing about how you pivoted after Jack the Envious and, and everything with COVID and the shutdowns and you're making the music that you love to make, you're having fun doing it. It's definitely coming across in the music videos, the creativity, the sense of humor. And uh, I think that's an important message to take, to take away from this for everybody listening to, not to be preachy, but just, you know, take your work seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. You know, uh, Keeper is a great guitar player. Uh, and even though he, he, you know, makes fun of himself a little bit, he really is a great vocalist too, man. And uh, you can hear the diversity in his his voice and in the range in his sound if you go back and listen to his back catalog that he's put out over the past couple of years that he's been doing this with keeper man so uh really really thankful that he came on the show and uh he's got some great stuff in store i can't wait to hear the forthcoming ep the greatest hits he lied so stay tuned for that but uh yeah man thank you to everybody who checked it out and once again if this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome aboard that pirate ship uh once again you can follow me on instagram at march 4th pod on youtube at march 4th pod my website is march 4th.podbean.com the links to all of my stuff are in the podcast description as well so holler at me on instagram send me a dm give me a shout uh and if you love the episode please take the time to tell your friends like, share, and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, it goes a long way in helping get out this music to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want, man, is more people to find out about Keeper. So that's going to be a wrap for this week's episode. Uh, I had a longer intro because uh, I was getting a little sentimental on y'all because I, I really did have a great trip home despite uh, you know my grandma being in the hospital. Um, outside of that, it was, it was really great to see my, my buds and Tropic Bombs do their thing. 
uh, to see other bands on that bill like Circadian and the Ice Cream Militia, and just to see people coming together, checking out live music at a sold-out show at a really cool historical venue in Frankie's Inner City in Toledo, Ohio. I mean, there's there's been so many bands that have played there over the years, from P.O.D., Limp Bizkit, the Goo Goo Dolls, pretty sure Smashing Pumpkins played there back in the day, like uh, the White Stripes, I think, played there before anybody really knew who they were because uh, they're you know from Detroit originally, and that's only about an hour north of where I grew up in Toledo. Uh, so to tie that into this week's episode, man, with Keeper having a sold-out show on June 1st, with TM Distant, and then for those guys to drop uh, the latest single together, I Don't Even Know Myself, on July 5th, you know, not long before this episode is hitting y'all's ears and it's already doing great out the gate. I think by the time this comes out, it's probably going to have 10,000 streams on Spotify alone, and the music video is a fun watch. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just cool to, to see people doing their thing, uh, to see sold-out shows uh, with, with up-and-coming artists or you know, bands like, like my buds and Tropic Bombs, who have been a local staple in Toledo for well over a decade, just as Tropic Bombs and even longer than that with the other bands that they've been in, man. It's, it's cool to see people supporting live music. So I can't emphasize that enough. You guys go support these artists, buy their merch, go to the shows and, uh, you know, experience that community, man. I've been kind of a hermit myself these past couple of years between COVID and just some of the things I've been through in my life. And, Last weekend was a great reminder of how many people that I have in my life that are loving, uh, supportive, you know, great friends. And uh, to see the community come together and check out an awesome show, uh, it's just great to know that that's happening overseas too with an artist like Keeper doing a sold-out show in London. That is so dope, man. So, uh, yeah, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, at Guess I'm Keeper on Instagram. Stay tuned for his forthcoming EP, The Greatest Hits, He Lied. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. I'm going to close this one up by giving you guys the latest single from Keeper featuring TM Distant. This one is called I Don't Even Know Myself. Peace. Just open up and tell me why you love the